0: will be the first it's it's strange to us and i started thinking about this and i thought how do i deal with criticism how do you feel when no one notices what you've done how do you respond when someone overlooks you for a position because then you're being asked how do i feel when i'm treated like the last Verse 35, Jesus sat down. That was the posture that teachers of those days took to teach. And he said, anyone who wants to be first in my kingdom must be last. I've been going through a little bit of cognitive behavior therapy. You know, I struggle with my mental health, and it's a very helpful tool. I was talking to a counselor about this, and he said the thing about cognitive behavior therapy is that you don't replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts. You replace negative thoughts with true thoughts. Because not every positive thought is actually true, and you'll have a, a, a low foundation. I thought to myself, well, well, what are the true thoughts that you bring into a situation? In fact, I was thinking of one situation that I found myself in, and what I did was I I wrote down all the true thoughts on one side of the paper and all the things that were causing me anxiety on the other side of the paper, and I was reminded of the truth that God is trustworthy, that there's nothing to fear. So what are the true thoughts when, when we're called to be the least? What's the true thoughts when we're overlooked? What are the true thoughts when we're insulted? The true thoughts is this. Negative thought is the wrong thought. No one notices what I do. True thought, God delights in his people. He sees everything. That's one of the things we'll see tonight when we look at 1 Peter. We've got a God who notices everything, and that's one of the reasons we can let go of resentment. Because when we're overlooked, It's okay. Negative thought, no one thanked me for what I did. True thought, God delights when we serve him. Even though our service is, is incomplete, and, and every, even the best things I do are tainted with selfishness. Negative thought, I, I don't want to serve. True thought, I follow the greatest servant of all, and his way is the way of greatness. I'm not saying, by the way, that we shouldn't encourage or affirm each other. We should encourage and affirm each other. It's one of the things that we're called to do. The Bible, as you look particularly at the Apostle Paul's letters, are full of encouragement. We encourage and we affirm each other, and we should be seeking to do that, but we must not live for it. And when it doesn't come our way, maybe it's God's way of pushing us towards seeking him. And then the third thing, the least. We're to love the people in the least place. I think you learn a lot about people by the way that children are around them. And you must realize that when you read this passage and you see children come to Jesus... Children in that culture weren't like children in our culture. In our culture, it comes natural to make the child the centerpiece of any party, to idolize children, to coo over them. But in that culture, children, they were nothing. They were a a picture of insignificance and weakness. And how did we come to Jesus? We came to Jesus insignificant and weak. Put yourself in that position of that child being held by that man. The security and safety, and that is what he has done for you. By the way, and this is me just guessing, but it's Capernaum. and, And that's where his home base was. He stayed at Peter's house. And maybe it's just me being romantic about it but I wonder if this was Peter's daughter. A child being picked up and held by Jesus. You have been picked up and held by Jesus. Secure. Valued. Loved. In that society, in a society that did not idolize kids the way we do. And you're secure and valued and loved. I I wasn't Really wanting to tell you the next story, Caroline. By the way, she's in Waterford, so this is—I don't think this is one of those stories where she'd say, "Paul, don't tell it." But when we were first married, we really struggled. Uh, I was—I I, from my side, it was because I was extremely self-righteous and still am. So I couldn't take any criticism. I, I was used to people telling me I was a nice guy, but. When you get married, someone comes into that zone and they can see your sin. And you can't have this image of always being right. And I hated it. And over the years, our marriage has really improved. Because we've, I suppose, grown more secure and and more gracious towards each other. But over the summer, and we don't argue that much now, but we had an argument. uh, To be honest, I was being a bit of a maggot, you you know, when... Husbands joke too much and uh, you're in company and I could see I'd annoyed her. And she snapped. And to be honest, I think any woman in this room would have said she was right to. But what shocked me was how upset I was. And I, I thought about that and I huffed. And we were on our holidays and I was down at the water. I felt God say to me, the reason that you found that so difficult is because you're insecure and the only place to find your security is in me if we don't have our security in god we will always find it very difficult if someone criticizes us or says words that aren't gentle to us and we'll get crushed And we have a God who holds us like Jesus held that child, who takes the insignificant and the broken and the failed, and we have all failed and loved us. And the Puritans, I don't know much about them, but they used to have this picture. They said God loves us perfectly all the time. But every now and then, you get like an awareness of God's love. And he says, it's like, one of these guys said, it's like watching a man walking down the road with his son. All that time he loves his son. But every now and then he picks him up and gives him a hug. And there's moments like that that we crave and keep us going in the Christian life. Always remind yourself of the sure promises of God's love. He is for you. And we live in a broken world where what happened after Eden, there was murder. It is a hostile world. We, even in the church, say things that hurt each other. But we're to be kind and gracious and forgiving and loving. And in so doing, reflecting the love of God. But ultimately, the love of God is to be our security in him alone. Otherwise, like me, you'll be oversensitive. And then Romans 12, verse 16, sees this in practice: this being willing to accept the least. Do not be proud, but willing to s- associate with people of low position. I think that about Jesus. You teenagers, in particular, Jesus would never call anyone a nerd, he wouldn't. That's just not his vocabulary. He was never concerned about who was important or who would make him look good. He was open to the least and the last. And it's good because otherwise he wouldn't have been open to us. So let's finish. How do we change? How do insecure people or proud people who are thriving for significance or whatever it is, how do we change? And I said to June before the service, there's only one way to change. And the one way to change is found in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. I'd love you all to learn it off by heart. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. It's the way to change. The way to change is this. We be, And unfortunately, it's not the clearest verse in the Bible. But it says this. We are being transformed. Being transformed. Isn't that beautiful? We're not there yet. No one's perfect. We all let each other down. We are being transformed. We are being transformed in ever-increasing splendor into his own image, that's Jesus, as we behold his glory. And the spirit works within us. How do you change? How do you become less sensitive, less proud, whatever it is? How do we become more resilient? By looking at the work and the person of Jesus Christ. That's all. There's loads of other ways to change. Accountability groups is a way to change. But they're all subsets of that one way to change accountability is good, discipline is good, they're all important, but they're all subsets of that one big picture, that one way to change, and that one way to change is to behold Jesus Christ. And as you do, ask the Holy Spirit to be making you like him.